When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. Now it is time to move on to Proving Grounds 3, Shadow over Stonegate. A darkness has settled upon the eastern Tizen town of Stonegate. The town's protector, a man by the name of Garwin Silverfoot, seeks the aid of an adventurous hero. Okay. You arrive in Stonegate, eager to learn what lies behind the summons that have brought you here. That's part one, arrival in Stonegate. And the first scenario is the Lurker. Begin. It is late afternoon when you arrive in Stonegate, beneath a pale, cloudless sky, with just a hint of winter's breath in the brisk autumn winds that pushes your your back. Your journey to the eastern Tuzian town was undertaken at the behest of its protector, a man by the name of Garwin Silverfoot. A letter from Garwin that reached your courier nearly a week ago spoke of a dire problem besetting the town that he has been entrusted to protect. Well met at last, smiled Garwin, as you introduce yourself to him in the town meeting house. He meets you in a shoulder cross and profoundly expresses his gratitude for a hasty arrival. More troubling days I cannot remember, he says, his tone becoming grim. And that includes a dog goblin raids three years ago this week. The darkness settles over this place, Soup. I should be most glad for any help you can provide. Your reputation is one that speaks for itself, and I'm no stranger to your grand list of accomplishments. I only pray that time is still on our side. You ask Garwin about the nature of the trouble afflicting Stonegate, and a look of relief passes over his face, as if he is glad to have had you breached the heart of the, heart of the matter. The dead walk amongst us, he says flatly in response. Intrigued by Garwin's admission of the nature of the trouble affecting Stonegate, you listen carefully as he relates to you in detail the recent events that prompted him to seek you out. You learn over the last couple of weeks people in Stonegate began reporting strange sightings in and around the town. Several attested to seeing a tall wide one, a wagged cloak on the back of an armoured steed, on or around the roads leading out of town, he says. Others claim to have witnessed skeletons and similar ghoulish creatures 
creatures stalking through the forest just after dusk. The counts were too numeral to scout, but it wasn't until a group of my own militia engaged a band of fleshless warriors making their way along the main thoroughfare that the grim reality of what we faced was made plain to all. Since the incident on the thoroughfare, the sightings and encounters have become more frequent as going. This unholy tide rises from somewhere nearby, as I'm able to figure it, but I'm afraid their timing and purpose remain a mystery to me. Your interest is further piqued, piqued when, when Garwin tells you that many of the sightings and encounters coincided with the appearance of a ghastly figure in various places in and about the town. He's quick to say he has not yet seen his figure, but he has but he no longer has any reason to doubt an even halfway credible story. Though this figure hasn't yet harmed anyone, it's been dubbed the Lurker, he says. It is certainly the mainstay of Lotor Prattle over these last couple of weeks. Most seem to think it's the source of the undead affliction, though I honestly don't know what's to be made of it. Nothing good, I wager. Garwin pauses and leads heavily on the edge of the wooden table. The age is upon us, we're told time and again. And while I don't subscribe blindly to such prophecies, I can't deny these are strange times we find ourselves in. Be more willing to give a thought to such vague feelings if they somehow brought me peace of mind. Sadly, they do not. Strange times indeed, Zoop. Strange times indeed. Garwin is silent for a moment as he faces the window that looks out upon Stonegate's main thoroughfare. He turns to you and is about to speak when suddenly the meeting house door flies open. The young man, breathing hard, his face bathed in sweat, bursts into the meeting house and earnestly addresses Garwin. The lurker! He managed to hiss between ragged breaths. The in cellar of the inn! Garwin attempts to calm him and asks him if he already saw he actually saw the lurker soap. The young man replies he has. His face goes ashen as he recounts the brief encounter as if he's recalling a moment of dire terror. Let's get to the inn, Zoop, says Garwin, turning and flashing concerned look at you. The young man's eyes widen the moment Garwin speaks your name. He stares at you. Disbelief. Zoop, he says incredulously. That's what the lurker said to me. The last thing I heard as I fled the cellar was your name. The lurker asked me to find you, bring you back to the inn, but how did... Never mind any of that, Linio, says Garwin, calling the young man by name. Wait here and collect yourselves. Come, Zoop, let's go to the inn. Following closely behind Garwin, he rushed past Linnor out of the meeting house and moved briskly along the town's main thoroughfare towards the Steadmore Inn. As you ponder this abrupt, unsettling turn of events, you can't help but feel your arrival in Stonegate has not gone unnoticed. The inn's proprietor, Tugtobrig Stedmore, stands outside his establishment with a small crowd of patrons. When you approach, he tells you and Garwin, to, to the best of his knowledge, the lurker is still in the cellar. Garwin nods, and not wasting any time, the two of you stride into the inn descend into the cellar. But you can make out nothing in the gloom, but your eyes gradually adjust to the dim light, 
and you are able to perceive a tall, shadowy figure standing against the far wall. The figure suddenly stirs and moves slowly towards you, stepping clearly into view. Standing before you is a lanky, gaunt-faced woman, though sunken, decay, sunken decayed features and pale white skin betray her as no member of the living. What filthy wags cling to her bone-thrimmed flame, and only a few thin strands of long black hair dangle from her rotting scalp. You find yourself unable to draw your gaze from her, from her hollowed eye sockets, which seem transfixed upon you. You are certain they can no longer win to sight. She stops. She steps closer and nods. The boy has the boy has done well to fetch you. Her voice is like that of a young woman, seemingly devoid of any relation to her physical state. I'm here against my bone better judgment, for even in death I know fear Zoop. I don't have long. So listen well. You nod, acknowledging what she has just said, but remain wary. Yarin says nothing, and stay and stays back several steps. At the corner of your eye you can hear See his hand resting on the hilt of his sword. This place is the site of an invasion, she continues. They pour into this world for a portal, from a dark womb you do not know, and the name of which I shall not give life to here. A nameless demon, a wicked minion of a powerful and terrible master, leads the incursion. The demon is without name, but not without power, great power, and great cunning. He is to be feared, and yet he must be defeated at all cost. The gaunt figure continues to speak, and you listen intently, seeking meaning in her any, every ominous word. A path of shadow serves to bridge time and space between the demon's realm and this world, she says. You must find and close this portal before the tide that flows through it, such that it cannot be stemmed. There is precious little time. The figure takes several steps back towards the far wall, receding into the shadows as she slowly retreats. The darkness that found its way here will never rest, and will not be sated by a single congress, it says, continues to retreat. The shadows will, will lengthen and slowly consume, consume all they survey. Be wary, Zoop, for the demon can, can assume many guises. Trust in yourself, or Bolos. I can say... I have spoken too long. Go, now. The ghastly being disappears into gloom against the far wall and is lost from sight. You and, you and Garin quickly search the cellar, but find no trace there. Well now, never thought I would. Garin stops in mid-sentence as several shouts, an unmistakable din of battle wing out from above. You, you... You dash up the cellar steps and charge out the room, with Stonegate's protector following rapidly on your heels. A chaotic scene greets you on the thoroughfare. Outside the inn, six members of the town militia are engaged in a brutal fight with a hulking, hooded figure clad in leather armour. Two of the militia lie dead, victims of the deadly double-bladed axe wielded by their sizeable foe. You charge to the aid of the beleaguered militia, and as you near the fray, the large figure turns to face you, betraying the, fl the fleshless head covered by its dark hood. 
You dodge the first of your enemy's savage strokes as you boldly engage the towering skeletal warrior. I, I fight a large axe-wielding skeleton. It lays the towering skeletal skeletal figure, I guess, swipes to this axe, and the enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke for eleven damage. Then I bash, you bash, you bash, you bash, and it is slain. Twelve XP. The splintering of bone signals the defeat of your foe, as the massive skeleton crashes to the ground at your feet. You turn to find Garin and three of the town's militia are engaged in a fight against five sword-wielding skeletons. Before you can rush in the direction of the warring melee, a piercing shriek to your white makes your blood run cold. You spin in the direction of the terrifying sound. Hurtling through the air towards you is a gruesome apparition, its phantasmal arms outstretched as it bears down upon you with unnerving speed. It's a shrieking phantasm. The terrifying phantasm reaches for you, and it keeps reaching, keeps reaching, keeps reaching, but it is slain. 13 XP. With a final enraged sweep, the terrifying phantasm dissipates into thin air, and you quickly turn and rush to the aid of Garin and the militia. As you near the melee, two of the skeletons leave the fray and stride forward to meet your rapid advance. It's two skeletons. Got it down in one hit. Now, presumably I just went right through the rib cage, And now it's just a pile of bones. Right through the rib cage, and then... And then the lasers go... And he goes... Something like that. Slaying your foe. As quickly as it, 2xp, as quickly as it began, the raging battle on Stonegate's main thoroughfare is over. Three of the militia are dead, and Garin has been badly wounded. You hope bear him to the inn, and Tubrig Stedmore immediately sends for a local healer. Quite an introduction to our fair town, smirks Garin as he lies on the floor of the inn, his head propped up on a pile of cloth, his tunic is soaked with blood, Trying the deep wound that crosses his torso just below the garment. He told him not to speak, conserve his strength for when the healer arrives. Since that he will survive the wound, but you no doubt the Stonegate's protector has been effectively taken out of the action for the next small while. You promised Garwin that you do all you can to see the shadow, shadowy menace threatening Stonegate's vanished. He beckons for you to lead him Lean down over him, and much to your surprise, he reaches up and meets you in a shoulder cross. You cannot lose this fight, Zoop, he says, wincing his speech. I have already dispatched word to Talonus about what is transpiring here. However, there is no guarantee our plea will be acknowledged with due haste, nor that any resulting help will arrive in time. For the time being, I fear this fight is ours alone. More aptly... Yours alone, at least for a little while. You again reassure him of your commitment to defeating the evil that assails his town, and he smiles weakly before closing his eyes in an effort to ward off intense pain that wakes his body. The healer arrives and it begins to tend to Garin. Use this opportunity to take your leave and slip out of the inn. 
Outside the inn, there is no longer any sign of battle. The militia, helped by a handful of the town's residents, have taken away the bodies of the fallen and cleared away, cleared away the gruesome remains of the defeated undead. Your eyes drift along the thoroughfare, following its broad path to the edge of sight, when a tall line of dark trees signals the start of the dense wood that surrounds the town. Something inexplicable tells you that it is there, in the deep of the forest, that answers the many questions you have lying wait. Coupled with this is the sense you are about to embark upon a dangerous course in which there is no turning back. It's a starkly sobering thought. It only serves to strengthen your resolve. With late afternoon gradually turning into dusk, you make your way back into the inn, vowing to set off at dawn's first light and find out what you can about the evil that threatens Stonegate. The time has come to take the fight to the enemy. That scenario's done, and I just got 16 XP to general. Alright, let's see, next one. Next scenario is Amongst the Graves. The first light of dawn finds you making your way out of Stonegate, heading for an ancient graveyard just east of, ta- east of town, set atop a steep rise known as Lookout Ridge. You spend your first night in Stonegate in the common room of the Steadmore Inn, conversing with the other patrons and learning as much as you could about the local geography and folklore. According to those you spoke with, many of the sightings of the undead occurred around Lookout Ridge. When you learned about the ancient graveyard that crowns its summit, you decided there would be no better place to begin your hunt. Mm. Putting a... Putting a graveyard on high ground? Well, I guess you don't. You don't want it to get flooded. We'll see. We'll see. I, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not a graveyard planner. The graveyard atop Lookout Ridge is indeed a lonely, desolate place. Following an overgrown, stony path, you cautiously skirt the edge of the forgotten cemetery. Your eyes and ears alert for any sign of danger amidst the ancient graveyard markers and monuments. As you near the north side of the hill, you spot a tall, rowed figure striding through the graves off to your right. The figure suddenly stops and turns to face you, throwing back its hood to reveal the face of a beautiful young woman. The woman smiles and bows cautiously. What brings someone to this sort of place before the sun is even fully up? She asks. Oddly enough, you find yourself unable to respond to a simple inquiry. Your eyes lock with hers and you are instantly transfixed by her law that you perceive is more than merely superficial. You find yourself inexplicably drawn to her, designed to serve and protect her, Prepare to abandon your own life in pursuit of any end should command you to undertake. For a brief moment, a flesh of her beautiful face has captivated your every sense, melts off the bone, revealing the protruding mandibles and bulbous black eyes of a grotesque insect. Ooh, nice. The terrifying sight quickly fades, replaced by a familiar enchanting visage that continues to enrapture you. Come. Soup, she says, her soothing, lifting, lilting voice eroding your will. 
there is much yet to be done. Don't you wish to help me? Even if, as your legs begin to involuntarily carry you, you across the graveyard towards her, become acutely aware of the immediate peril you pace. Instinctively, your mind and spirit take over, waging a desperate battle against the psyche icy fingers, icy psychic fingers that savagely claw, claw at your psyche. Pick a number, bonus of 40. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit. All 59. Only 10 yards long, a series of stabbing planes, pains shot through your skull, ravaging every fibre of their being. You cry out in agony as you collapse into a heap on the ground. 34 damage. Oh dear, that hurts. That hurts a lot. Okay, I'm going to heal. Okay, fully healed from that. You are weak, Soup, says the woman, her enchanting voice having lost none of its bewitching tilt. Alas, for you are no use to me after all. Perhaps in death you will prove to be of greater utility. The woman raises her arms all around, and all around you, skeletal hands erupt from the earth to long buried dead claw their way out of their eternal west prepared to carry out their bidding of their new master. Having shaken off the lingering effects of the powerful assault on your psyche, you prepare yourself to face the horde of fleshless undead, now clattering towards you from all sides. Yeah, and that's why you do cremations. Because if you do cremations, you don't have to worry about the skeletons coming back and tearing your head off. Yes, that's something. Something to consider. Of course, there are other methods. <laughs> because if you're, if you're worried about undead and you don't want to leave a full corpse around for any old necromancers to dig up and make a make we enact Michael Jackson's thriller, I mean, you could just spread the bot parts about. Make, make, make one of those life gems. Fire. Drop it into a volcano. Oh, sky barrels. They might work. Sure. Right, right, let's see. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the crawling flesh to sword. It's eleven skeletons. Hiss as they attack, and I attack as they hiss, and they laid a brutal stroke for ten damage. Five XP. A large pile of bones at your feet is all the remains of your skeletal foes. The, the clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the clawing, fleshless horde. It's fourteen skeletons. Oh my. This one's so tough, it's four, plus four. Plus four. That means... That means it's... You could be have, have some, a bit over a hundred MR. And it would be... It would be an 18 plus. It's, it's huge. Oh 
Okay. Anyway, they are slain. A large pile of bones, 6 XP. A large pile of bones in your feet. It's all the remains of your skeletal foes. The clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. You quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of this of the clawing, fleshless horde. So another nine skeletons. I'm going to use necromancy against them. Wraith touch. Your wraith life top sends a deathly chill through the enemy with 36 damage. Do it again. Now it's 49 damage and they are slain. 5 XP. All to necromancy. A large pile of bones at your feet is all the remains of your skeletal foes. The clattering horde continues to press in on you from all sides. Quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures. The clawing, fleshless horde. It's twelve skeletons. Well, what to do? I'm going to use... A sword of Thought. You tear into your enemy's mind with a powerful telepathic attack, paralyzing your foe. Your sustained power lasts four rounds. You tear into your enemy's mind with a powerful telepathic attack. Plus 11 melee waiting that round, not really needed. Ooh, and I just entered into a battle wage as the telepathic attack boosts my melee waiting once more. Anyway, it is slain. 6 XP to divination. A large pile of bones at your feet is all the remains of your skeletal foes. With a, with, a, with a growing undead horde pressing in from all sides, you start towards the world woman, hoping to defeat this unholy summation at its source, before you are overwhelmed by sheer numbers. The woman laughs, and much to your horror, you suddenly find yourself transfixed by her melodic, enchanting voice. Your mind and spirit struggle against a powerful mental suggestion that, that seeks to keep you from wishing to harm her. Here's a check. Pick a number. Bonus of 40. 20 from mind, 20 from spirit. Pick the number. You cannot bring yourself to harm her. Even in the face of the undead horde, she is summoned to destroy you. The undead continue to close in on all sides. Quickly find yourself surrounded, fighting for your life against the vile creatures of the clawing fleshless horde. It's twelve skeletons. They displayed a brutal stroke, but they are slain. Six XP. A large pile of bones at your feet is all the remains of your skeletal foes. With a growing endured press pressing in on all sides, you start towards the world woman, hoping to defeat this unholy summation at its source. Before you are overwhelmed by sheer numbers. The woman laughs, and much to your horror, you suddenly find yourself transfixed by a melodic, enchanting voice. Your mind and spirit struggle against a powerful mental suggestion and seeks to keep keep you from wishing to harm her. It's the same check again. Pick the number. 107. Your mind and spirit prove to be a match for the powerful suggestion that has attempted that has attempted to govern your actions. Free from its paralyzing effects. You rush forward to attack the woman, hoping to stop the undead summation at its source. The moment you draw to within range of the world woman, she flashes you a fang smile 
and throws her arms into the air as she slumps into the, into the peep, heap on the ground. You step forward, preparing to strike her dead, but to your surprise there is no body to be found within the pile of black robes. A cacophony of, of clattering rises into the air as the, the skeleton she, she summons simultaneously collapse where they stand. Abruptly turn, returns a familiar, silent west. You warily cast your gaze about, half expecting to see her standing in some other spot. But nothing stirs amidst the graves of this ancient burial ground. You're about to turn and leave the graveyard, when suddenly you spot something that arouses your interest. Buried in the mossy encampment to the west is a stone door of a crypt. And treat you have is the fact that the door stands ajar and appears to be recently opened. You take another cautious look around you, making certain you are still alone, before making your way over to the open crypt. That's this scenario done, and I get 16, 64 XP to general, and I fully heal for the next one. And we're on to part two the crypt. Following your initial encounter in a, in a graveyard atop lock, Lookout Witch, you discovered an open crypt. Wary of the danger that might lurk within, but eager to take fight to the undead invaders, you boldly enter the ancient tomb. Alright, next up is the crypt. The earth, earth around the crypt door bears the marks of recent foot traffic. But how much is going in and how much is going out? Hmm. Where's the fact you could be stepping into a teeming nest of undead? You cautiously pull open the door and slip into the musty confines of the ancient tomb. The smell of damp earth penetrating these ancient passages almost overpowering. Behind you stands the open door that leads to the out into out, What happens if I exit? Okay, you can you can west to fully explore your SB. Standing in the graveyard atop lookout which before the entrance to the ancient crypt enter the crypt. You proceed with extreme caution on the passages of the ancient crypt. Your eyes and ears alert for any sign of danger. So I'm in the northeast corner, going going south. By a clattering of bones signals the arrival of undead, unwoken hosts of the undead. You steal yourself for a violent encounter as your enemy emerges from the shadows. It's five skeletons. They hiss as they attack, and they are slain. 2xp. After taking a few moments to west following the fight, you stop again. You stop once again on your way through the crypt. All right, seven. A clattering of many bones signals the arrival of an undead host. Welcome, host of undead wives. A small band of skeletons lurches out of the darkness ahead. The fleshless undead hiss loudly as they stalk along the passage towards you. It's seven skeletons. Yes, and they hiss as they attack. 3 XP. 44 gold. 
you pause to rest following the encounter before once again setting off through the crypt. Okay, ooh, a clatter of bones signals the arrival of an unwelcome host of undead. You steal yourself for a violent encounter as your enemy emerges from the shadows. It's two skeletons. They hiss as they attack, but are slain. 2xp. A group of armoured skeletal warriors clap, 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 strides into view along the passage, their bony fin fingers tightly clutching the hilts of their busted blades. In unison, the ghastly band turns and starts towards you, their fleshless limbs clattering loudly in the silence that fills the musty tomb. It's three bone bladesmen, and there's a link for them. These unbone batesmen, these undead swordmen were once highly skilled warriors when they walked amongst the living. And somehow those skills continue after death. Yeah, well, that's just how necromancy works, apparently. Begin combat. The skeletal warriors slash at you with their rusty swords. I know there's such a thing as muscle men. But is there such a thing as bone memory? Alright, long. Two gold as well. Four XP, two gold. You step back from the pile of bones now littering the floor of the passage and admire your handiwork. After taking a few moments to catch your breath, you once again set off through the crypt. It's two skeletons now. Though we are also slaying 2xp. Alright, going to the. Oh, four skeletons! Guys, too many skeletons! 2xp, nine gold for those. Oh, it's a four bold blown batesman now. Yeah, seriously, there's way too many skeletons here. 5xp for those. Going to the southeast corner. Nothing there. Alcove, I'm walking along the south side now, there's a little alcove. Three skeletons. Alright, these are slain. Two XP, two gold. Okay, ooh. A cape skeleton strides out of the shadows ahead, gripping a scimitar in one hand and a cloven shield in the other. The vicious undead creature hisses loudly as it rushes forward and attacks. Is an elite skeletal warrior. The skeletal warrior hisses loudly as it slashes at you. Your enemy lays a particularly brutal stroke on you for 12 damage, but is now slain. 21 XP. Following the fight, you take a few moments to rest, once again setting off on your way through the ancient crypt. Okay, there's an alcove to the north. Nothing there. Alright, little alcoves on the southwest corner. Southwest, going there. Nope, nothing there. Another alcove. There's four skeletons now. 2xp, one gold. Making my way to another alcove. Your progress along the passage comes to a halt. You find you close confronted by a large group of spear wielding skeletons. Marching along in rigid formation upon catching sight of you. The skeletons break rank and surge forward to attack. No, no, skeletons. No. 
You've ruined it. You broke ranks. Admittedly, yes. Like it's pro admittedly, you've got to run to actually get to me, but... Hmm. I guess probably what you should do is probably have one person peel off and get round me from the other side. Maybe split into two. And you can sort of like just push at me from both sides, maybe. Yeah, yes, of course, that's the thing. In Spears, it's all about staying in formation. Not like in the movies where every time you have a massive battle, everything just breaks up into groups of... Everything just great breaks up into about... Uh, into a just a field where you just randomly just spat about. Where you randomly just scatter about people just having loads of jewels. I mean, you've ever seen it in movies. That's what always happens. What always happens in a movie when they have a fight scene. They don't want to, they can't, they don't, they don't know how to, they, all they know is single combat, stay, dueling stage combat, so they just go, well, obviously a, bat, a, a pitched battle is just loads of these at the same time. I mean, I mean, we couldn't just, like, you know, study history and find out how they do it. No, no, no. I mean, we gotta have we gotta have handsome actor pretty face. He's got he's got a fight on his own, hasn't he? I mean, he's not gonna look heroic if he's in the middle of a formation, wearing armor that covers his pretty face. No, no, he's, he's got a fight on his own, so he can do big dramatic sword swings, and you know, and we can constantly speed up and slow down time. Almost at random. Vroom, speed up! <laughs> and sometimes just burst into slow motion for no reason. <laughs> it's ten skeletal soldiers. They're not much soldiers, they're just pretending. The skeletons hiss as they attack. And they are slain. If only you hadn't. If only you hadn't broke formation. You would have took a couple of extra hits. The last skeleton crumbles to the ground at your feet, but you quickly find yourself facing an even graver menace. Striding out of the darkness ahead is a tall helm skeleton, wielding a rusty mace. This towering bone figure quickly moves to engage you, hissing viciously as it draws to within melee range. Skeleton Commander. Okay, you didn't keep your men in formation. You suck! You suck! You suck! You're a sucky commander. You suck. And you try to kill me. That also that. But mostly you didn't keep your men in formation. You suck! You're a sucky, sucky skeleton commander. Who is both a skeleton in both senses. You both command skeletons and are a skeleton. 13 XP. Also, take some loot and 9 gold. You skip over the scattered remains of the skeletons and once again move off along the passage. Alright, what's in that little alcove? No, nothing. 
Alright, going north now. Another alcove. We're startled by the sudden appearance of a large group of skeletons. The clattering of Bat Bando and Dead emerge from the shadows of the passage, the foremost of their wanks holding aloft a wooden pole bearing a tattered standard. The grimy cough hanging from the pole bears an unknown, faded insignia. The undead hiss, hiss wildly as they catch sight of you, and they immediately surge forward and attack. I fight ten skeletal soldiers. They hiss as they attack, and they lay a brutal stroke for four damage, and they hiss some more, and they are slain. Okay, that's just some terrible loot. 5 XP, 5 gold. The last of the skeletons topples over, joining the remains of, of his undead kin, pile of bones at your feet. After taking the next few moments to check over your equipment and catch your breath, you once again set off through the crypt. Alright, let's see. There's something to the... Oh, two skeletons... There's a T-junction to the north. With five blown bladesmen. Alright, bash, bash, bash. And they are five XP. Some loot. Eight gold. Right to the T-junction. Eastern side. Advancing on the passage in your direction is a cloaked skeleton. The vicious undead catches sight of you and hisses sharply. He draws a rusty longsword. I guess I'm attacking the skeleton. Although I have the option to flee, attack the skeleton. As you rush along the passage towards the cloaked skeleton, the figure raises its clenched fist into the air and it instantly becomes engulfed in a ball of red flame. With a loud hiss, the skeleton hurls the ball of fire at you. You must act quickly if you were to avoid the hurtling spear of flame. So I can dodge, or I can use fortification. Better use fortification after I spent so much time training that up. Your fortification has succeeded. 16 XP to fortification. The fireball smashes into your invisible barrier. Into the invisible barrier you've erected. Exploding into a shower of sparkles that momentarily illuminates the passage. You lower your shield and charge the cloaked skeleton, hoping to reach your enemy before you can unleash a fiery attack. The cloaked skeleton hisses viciously as you draw to within melee range. The fleshless creature cuts a deadly arc with its rusty longsword as it steps forward to meet your advance. I fight a cloaked skeleton. Cloaked skeleton slashes at you viciously. And it lays a brutal stroke for 11 damage, but is slain. For 38 experience, a final ragged hiss escapes from the gaping mouth of the skeleton as the vicious creature collapses into a pile of bone at your feet. You spot a curious object lying amidst a heap of bones and decide to pick it up. It's a shadow stone. After taking a few moments to rest and check over your equipment, you once again set off along the passage. 
three skeletons. Alright, what is the, what's on the western side of the T-junction? It's four skeletons. Oh yeah. Let's go read what the description says about this shadow stone. Shadow stones are powerful, enchanted stones with the ability to open and close to close open shadow paths. Like this one, they're normally wound, smooth, dark stones that fit into the palm of your hand. Okay. So you went and gave a skeleton put the the one the best tool for, for for foiling your schemes. You just gave it to some random skeleton and just had it wander about. Look, maybe it had retrieved it and was crawling back, but it should have gone faster. It should, it should not have fought me. It should not have risked such a critical thing in a fight. Eh, well... I guess I'm dead a kind of stupid. Okay, getting towards the end of the passage. You're suddenly startled by the sudden appearance of a large group of skeletons. A clattering band of, band of undead emerged from the shadows of the passage, the foremost of their wanks holding aloft a wooden pole bearing a tattered and standard. The grimy cloth hanging from the pole bears an unknown, faded insignia. The undead battalion hisses hiss wildly as a catch sight of you immediately surge forward and attack. It's ten skeletal soldiers. They hiss as they attack, but they are slain. Five XP. Bit of loot, seven gold. There is no time to admire your handiwork. The moment the last of the skeletons crumbles to the floor, you find yourself confronted by a new foe. Four armoured skeletons, wielding a variety of weapons, merge from the shadows and insta are instantly set up on you, hissing wildly as they savagely attack. Four bone bladesmen. The skeleton warriors slash at you with their rusty swords. At 5 XP, some terrible loot. For gold. Silence follows your victory over skeletons. Leaning up against the wall or the passage, you allow yourself a moment's rest before setting off through the musty quilt. Oh, it's six skeletons now. Oh, they just keep coming. Three XP. Uh, now, I'm just going to wander around and see if any more seven skeletons. Any more interesting random encounters turn up? It's another seven skeletons. Three skeletons. For two XP. Six skeletons. Another two XP. Six skeletons. Four XP. Six skeletons. Another four XP. Six skeletons. Okay. Okay, I'm going to rush back to where I was. 
two bone bladesmen. Okay, it's slightly more interesting. Two experience. Six skeletons. Bash. They fall down. Four XP. Alright, to the end of the dungeon. Alright, seven skeletons. Three XP. Four gold. Okay, there's an alcove to the east and to the south. I'm going to go east. A clattering of bones signals the arrival of an undead host, unwoken host of the undead. It's three bone bladesmen. They are slain. Alright, uh, four, 4xb, four 9 gold, 8 skeletons, 5xb. Okay. Okay, there's now coast of the south now. The pulse quickens as you step into a small chamber in the centre of which swirls a wide, inky, inky black vortex. You instantly recognise the spinning portal to be a shadow path. The vortex emits a, a low, pulsating sound that fills the chamber. Its powerful candence rhythmically rattling your teeth. Suddenly, your eyes are drawn to the centre of the shadow path. Something is emerging from the portal. A small host of skeletal beings emerge from the shadow path and step silently into the chamber. The new arrivals immediately turn their empty gazes in your direction and start towards you, their bony fingers clutching the hilts of their decaying blades. It's twelve skeletal soldiers. Otherwise known as a necromancer's dozen. Perhaps. No, mate. That would be 11, because they screw up and one of them falls down before they do anything. <laughs> yeah, because necromancers are dumb. 6xp. Having defeated the vicious group of undead, you probably turn your attention to the swirling shadow path. You stand before the inky black vortex of the shadow path. Now and again, times of blue energy leap across the swirling breath. The swirling breath momentarily illuminating the small chamber with flashes of lurid, azure light. Realise you must find a way to close this portal if you are to stem the tide of the undead now using it as a gate into, the, into this world. So, I can use the Shadow Stone... Which I just got to close the to close the portal for me, or I could use my gating at forty plus to close the portal. All right, I'll do it myself with my gating ability. You close your eyes and call upon the power of gating as you attempt to affect the closing of the shadow path. Attempt to channel it, channeling it, channeling it. Succeeded. The heart of the shadow path ripples and, and sweat pours down your brow as you struggle to close the vortex with your potent summon power. Pick a number. And bonus 118. 
20 bonus from mind, 20 bonus from spirit, 20 bonus from aura, and 58 bonus from gating. Alright, picking a number. 128 experience surgeant gating. It succeeded. A bright flash of blue light momentarily fills the chamber. The heart of the shadow path begins to swirl with renewed vigour. Suddenly, without a sound, the vortex closes. The low pulsating sound fades to a whisper and then is gone slurp entirely. The shadow path is no more. Yay! The first blow is delivered! Sounds an eerily familiar voice of a young woman to your left. And yet the fight has hardly begun. We turn to find the gaunt figure of the lurker stepping out of the shadows at the edge of the chamber. You vividly recall your encounter with the eerie being in the cellar of the Steadmore Inn in Stonegate. The ghastly figure turns to the spot above which the swirling vortex hovered only moments ago, and then fixes her chilling gaze upon you. Your victory is not yet complete, issues the soft voice of the lurcher. Even I have underestimated the sheer magnitude of the invasion that pours into this well. You must hurry, for the dark tide flows, and the open doorways like this one, which far more wicked things have passed, and shall yet pass. You try to question the gaunt figure. But she steps back into the shadows and is lost from sight. Return to Stonegate at once. This is a harsh whisper from the gloom. The action that came with the closing of the shadow path has been tempered by the revelation of the worker. This was but one point of incursion in a much wider invasion. With her final words still echoing in your head, you quickly leave the chamber and begin making your way out of the chamber out of the crypt. A handful of undead still roam the halls of the tomb, uh, and a few encounter either easily evaded or made short work of. short while later, you reach the entrance of the crypt, step out into the crisp early morning air. Immediately leave the graveyard and begin your descent. Look out which. The start warning issued to you by a lurker is true. I have little reason to believe it is otherwise. The problem facing Zongate is more grave than you could possibly have imagined. You find yourself hoping that Garin's plea to the powers that be in Talos will prove fruitful. You reach the base of Lockdown Witch and head west along the road leading back into town. The sun rises rapidly as you, as you, uh, at your back as you go burning away the last misty remnants of an early morn of early morning and scattering the lingering shadows of departing dawn that linger over Stonegate. Hundred and twenty eight experienced the general and this scenario is finished. Okay, the next bit is next bit is Beasts Beasts of Bone. The trip back to town from Lookout Wives proves perilous indeed. Okay, I'll do this one. It's called In the Company of Wolves, is the scenario. Begin it. 
you make great haste heading west along the road, leading from Lookout Ridge back to Stonegate. The encounter in the Hilltop Graveyard and the episode The Ancient Crypt has given you cause for great concern. You now seek to return to town at once and inform Garwin of your discovery. However, as you near, near the outskirts of town, a sudden, ravenous snarl from behind leaves you, serves to alert you to the unwelcome arrival of the enemy. You spin round to find yourself confronted by a pack of skeletal, skeletal wolves. The seven vicious undead canines gnash their teeth, their teeth and growl as they quickly move to encircle you. Their heads lowered in preparation for what appears to be an intimate attack. You firmly plant your feet and prepare for combat. One of the wolves suddenly lunges for your throat. It's a skeletal wolf I fight. Bad dog. Bad, bad, dead, dead dog. Bad, dead, dead dog. Bad, dead dog. You are slain. Two of the remaining wolves leap to to, to the attack quickly replacing their shattered and defeated undead kin. Begin combat. The undead wolves viciously tear at your flesh, and they are bad dogs. You have slain your foe. The four remaining wolves launch a coordinated attack, snarling savagely as their cruel fangs, also 2xp, tear into your flesh. It's four skeletal wolves. The, dead, the undead walls tear viciously at your flesh, and the savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh, which means you're a bad dog. Even though you're not a dog, but you could be a dog if you tried hard enough. Ooh, another savage bite for four damage. But now they are slain, because they are bad dogs. And wolves. <laughs> Mostly wolves. And skeletons. But they are bad Looping out of the woods to your west, its fleshless spine level with your waist, is a massive skeletal wolf. The daunting creature makes no sound as it bounds in your direction, bearing down on you with unnerving speed. Prepare yourself to engage the massive undead wolf. It's a skeletal wolf. Bad dog. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh. Bad Bad, bad, bad. Don't tear at people's flesh. That's bad. Naughty, naughty. Now she's slain. 5 XP. The wolf crashes to the, to, to the road. Its splintered bones joining the shattered remains of its brethren already surrounding your feet. An unsettling feeling suddenly comes over you. It's as if you're being watched. You turn to the left just as the Hindquarters of a large black wolf split, slip into the bush at the end of the road. Quickly rush over to the side of the road and peer into the woods, but the black wolf is nowhere to be seen. Your eyes are suddenly drawn to a dark shape about twenty yards at the edge of the forest. It is the wide, shadowy mouth of a cave. You step into the forest and swiftly make your way through the trees to the mouth of the cave. The ground traffic inside the cavescaping moor bears the signs of heavy foot traffic. You have little doubt you have come upon the lair of the undead walls that assailed you on the road. Cautiously, with your every sense alert for the first sign of danger, 
we step into the dark cave. The light of early, the light of early morning steams from the cave into the cave which gave him mouth just south of fear. The bones and fur of many small animals littered the floor, and the damp, stale, stale air beleaguers your breath. An unsettling silence surrounds you. Yes, I started in the southwest corner. An unsettling silence comes around you as you step over the scabbard remains of countless small animals that litter the floor of the cave. Proceed with all due caution. Wait a minute. Undead skeletons don't need to hunt? Alas. Do, skele do skeleton wolves eat skeleton Eat, t eat, eat skeleton prey. Mm. Or maybe that was all brought in back when there were regular wolves. Yeah, that probably makes more sense. Okay, seven skeletal wolves. I fight them, they viciously tear at me. And I check over my equipment. Alright, all right, there's, a, there's a circle in the northwest corner. Made my way around it, nothing happening. The silence that surrounds you is scattered by a glottal snarl. Your heart skips a beat as you turn to find yourself confronted by a large pack of undead wolves. With six skeletal wolves. They viciously tear at my flesh because they are bad dogs. And they are slain. 5xp. You step over the remains of your enemies and quickly set off through the cave. The silence is somewhere. Ooh, now it's six. Another six skeletal wolves. I tear up my flesh. Once again, bad dog. Now you are slain. Mm. Yes, you're going to doggy hell. But not for very long. Just a little bit. As you know, you're just going to doggy purgatory. Because all dogs go to heaven, it's just some of them spend a bit of time in doggy purgatory first. Yes. Yes, that, that's how it works. That, that's theological fact. All dogs go to heaven, but bad dogs spend some time in doggy purgatory first. There. You step over remains of your enemies, quickly set off through the cave. Okay, a large group of half-rotted wolves stalks out of the shadows in front of you, snarling viciously. Before you can react, the savage pack is upon you, their cruel fangs tearing at your flesh. It's five rotting wolves. They viciously tear at your flesh. Ugh, I'm getting undead globs in me. Ugh, ugh, bad dog, bad dogs. Slain your foe. You've slobbered. You made a mess. Five XP. And to taking a few moments to west following the brutal melee, you check over your equipment and once again set off through the cave. Okay, on the northeast side, there's Alcos to the north and to the east. Nothing to the north. Nothing to the east. Another circle in the southeast side. Oh, it's five rotting wolves. A large group of half-rotted wolves stalk out of the shadows in front of you, snarling viciously. Before you can react, the savage pack is upon you. 
their cruel fangs tearing at your flesh. The undead wolves viciously tear at your flesh, and the savage bite of, of your enemy tears into you. Bad dog. Bad, 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 naughty. Feel bad. You step back from their corpses of the stained skeletal walls, only to find yourself confronted by a pack of their skeletal kin. The vicious bone wolves snarl as they close in for the kill. Honestly, it's surprising how skeleton wolves can, you know, get anything done. Because they're like, oh, you're made out of bones! You're made out of bones too! Yeah! Oh no! If I take your bones, you fall down! Oh, I'm sad. Begin combat. The undead wolves tear viciously at your flesh. Your dismay mounts as you realise your victory is not yet complete. A large group of rotting undead wolves slink out of the shadows and quickly encircle you. Although one advantage of using skeletal wolves... You say you want to bury them underground so they can burst out of it all dramatically. They can do it themselves, really easily. <laughs> of course, the difficult thing is convincing them not just to keep digging deeper and deeper. <laughs> deeper until they keep burying themselves, <laughs> or something like that. You assume a defensive stance as the vicious creatures close in around you with six rotting wolves. They tear at your flesh, but they are slain. The rotting, worm-infested carcass of, the lo of a large undead wolf lopes into the view out of lopes into view out of darkness. It's five XP. The savage creature snarls as it lunges for your throat. That's five XP for that. Next, I face an alpha rotting wood once again. I <laughs> Once again, I must state that the whole idea of alpha wolves is um, doesn't hold up to, you know, actual experimentation. It's just that the particular wolves they formed this evidence, this theory on, were just they held a bunch of strangers together, stranger wolves together, didn't give them enough food. And were surprised when they all started being jerks. And that the strongest, jerkiest one got the food. I mean, you should find that in any type of animal in that situation. It's not... When you observe natural wolf packs, you don't get that. You don't get alphas. Yeah, so... And so if you think you're an alpha man... You're a, you're a double idiot. Yes, double idiot. Because you're you're applying something that doesn't exist and that wouldn't apply to you anyway. Double idiot. Alpha Watting Wolf. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh. You have slain your foe. The large undead wolf drops to the floor of the cave. And you are at last able to catch your breath. To making certain that no fur, 
Further immediate threats lurk in the nearby shadows. You once again set off through the cave. Oh, yeah. oh dear. Has the internet gone? Oh, no, no, it's just temporary. Just a temporary internet spasm. Okay. The silence around you is scattered by, shattered by a collateral snarl. Your heart skits a beast as you beat as you turn to find yourself confronted by a lone undead wolf. It's an alpha skeletal wolf this time. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh. And now is slain. 4xp. Okay, into the southeast corner. Making my way around the circle. Loop de loop. Loopy loopy loopy. Now there's a little alcove on the south side of the dungeon. I'm I'm saying I'm sixty percent certain there'll be some sort of shadow path here. You step into a broad stone chamber and find yourself greeted by a large pack of undead wolves. A dozen watching bees wise up off their horses and snarling viciously as they move towards you, their heads lowered and their hollow eye sockets fixed on you. Five of the wolves rush forward, savagely gnashing their fangs as they rapidly bear down on you. Five rotting wolves, and they tear viciously at my flesh. Oh, I've just went into a battle range because you are bad dogs! And I have slain them. You step back for the carnage and steer yourself for the next wave as the remaining seven wolves leap over the carcasses of their slain kin and attack. It's seven rotting wolves. The, un the undead wolves viciously tear at your flesh. They tear some more because they are bad dogs. 5 XP. A large black wolf, this one very much alive, rises from a shadowy corner and moves into the centre of the chamber. The creature draws back its lips, bearing a set of deadly fangs as, the glutteral as a glutteral snarl escapes from its open mouth. Also 5 XP. Suddenly, the wolf rears back and rises up on its two legs, assuming an almost humanoid posture. Four legs lengthen and transform into long, sinewy arms. A red gash spans the creature's narrow waist. Which hang? A red sash spans the creature's narrow waist, from which hang a pair of long bladed daggers. A terrifying beast turns and fixes a set of cold black eyes upon you in a leering, murderous gaze. Oh dear. I am nameless. This is the wolf creature in a low, pulsating sound. Okay, I name you Bob. You are Bob now. You have a name, I've just given you one. You are now Bob. Bob the Demon Wolf. Bob, Bob, Bob. He's Bob the Demon Wolf. He, in, he commands armies to scatter the wolves. He's Bob the Demon Wolf. Bob, Bob, Bob. Bob the Demon Wolf. Sometimes he's a man-ish thing, and sometimes he's a wolf. It's Bob, Bob, Bob. <laughs> yes. 
<laughs> Stabbing pain shorts shoots through your skull as a staggering mental assault tears at your psyche. That's a bad move, Bob. Your mind struggles to ward off the powerful psychic attack. Gotta pick a number. Bonus of 60. 20 from mind, 20 from aura, and 20 from spirit. 99. You cry out in pain as the powerful mental attack cuts into your psyche, doing 16 damage. You sustain some damage. Your mental fortitude has served to ward off the more devastating effects of this attack. Oh my! How bad would it have been if, that, if I hadn't warded it off? The black wolf creature undergoes a rapid transformation, reverting to its previous canine state as it sinks to all fours and quick and quick quickly slinks away into the shadows on the far side of the chamber. A vicious snarl from behind startles you, and you spin round to find yourself confronted by a much more intimate threat. Standing behind you, blocking the entrance to the chamber, are two massive skeletal wolves. Without warning, one of the large undead beasts lunges at you, sharks fangs gashing wildly, as it attempts to clamp onto your throat, you now engage an alpha skeletal wolf. As I said before, alphas are not a thing, but maybe the wolves are different when they become skeletons. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh. Yes, yes, it's, I think the wolves are different. Maybe it works. Maybe skeleton wolves have alphas. Maybe they spend all their time showing dominance and mostly just leaving big pile of scattered bones about. Go, ooh, bones, bones. Oh, look, my friends disappeared, but now there's this big pile of bones. Yay! Ah, no, no, don't, don't take, don't take my theme. I need that for walking. The remaining at six XP. The remaining wolf bounds forward to, and leaps at you. Its savage fangs coming to within an inch of sinking into your exposed flesh. You manage to fend, fend off its initial frenzied assault and counter with an attack of your own. It's an alpha rotting wolf this time. The undead wolf viciously tears at your flesh and is still a bad dock. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh for 15 damage, and then another one for 11 damage. Super bad, dog. You're very, very bad. I'm gonna not pet you at all. Yeah, no pets. Just very, very heavy bashes with this mace. Alright, I've slain you. Okay, okay, okay. Now I feel bad. Okay, now I'll pet you. Pet, pet, pet. Following your victory, you make a quick search of the broad chamber, but discover no sign of the black wall creature. This unnerving encounter has served to reaffirm your belief that the danger facing Stonegate is more brave than you could have ever anticipated. Without delay, you'll make your way out of the cave and head hastily back to town. As 
As you near the outskirts of Stonegate, you are met by a member of the town militia. The young man, his face streaked with sweat, grime and blood, begs you to follow him back to town. It does not die, he stammers, his demeanour betraying a powerful terror that grips him. You must hurry, Zoop! Do not press him for details, there is no time. Instead, you break into a run along the road, dashing back towards town. With the young man following closely behind, you fear what you might find upon your return to Stonegate. Three hundred and eighty-four experienced a general, and this scenario is finished. Alright, exiting the proving grounds. Okay, I'm gonna wet, gonna save. And for now, we are done. Next time we'll see what this thing that is, does not die is. But for now, farewell, fellow adventurers. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.